0: This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-342-2054. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-342-2054. 800-342-2054. 800-342-2054.
1: Keyshawn, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say,
2: Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I
1: see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.
3: You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the
1: River. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with, with Gus Catengal. Local sports, national sports. The G Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with it Gus Catengal.
4: It is. Tonight in Phoenix, Pelicans, Suns, last night Celtics knocked out the Nets, 116-112, the final Raptors even up there, well got the second win, Philly still leads 3-2 there, Toronto winning in Philly 103-88, to and the Jazz are now down 3-2, Donovan Mitchell leaving the game early with a, a hammy, he says he's going to be fine and try to give it a go, but Luca. 33 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. They win 102-77. That wasn't a game if you watched it. Hawks and Heat will start things off at 6 o'clock tonight on NBA TV. Miami leads that series 3-1, looking to close them out. T-Wolves and Grizzlies, series tied at 2-2 like the Pels and Suns. That's the six thirty game on TNT, followed by the Pelicans and the Suns. 800-998-1003. No guest this hour. Top of next hour, John DeShazer will join us literally as they get back from shoot around john Hendricks from sports illustrated will join us he covers the saints two days until the nfl draft how is he feeling and thinking and what the saints will do with 16 and 19 and then at 230 christian clark covers the pelicans for the picky unit advocate he's the beat writer we'll chat with him on what he expects so this hour all you Pel's fans i want to hear from you so we'll go back to the foreign lines mr black thank you for holding on sir through the break how are you this afternoon? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm pumped. I love this. I love this.
5: That's good. That's good. I want to say thank you for finding us somewhere to hang out on TV
4: Thursday. Yeah, man, Thursdays. Yep, uh, Thursdays, what Mr. Black is referring to, were announced at the top of last hour. It's Thursdays with the crew of Katie's is what I'm coining it. We're going to be at one of the three Family of restaurants owned by Katie's. you got Katie's, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, which is where we will be on Thursday. you got BN View on Dickery over here that we're going to hang out over in Harrahan here as well. So one of those three weekly this Thursday will kick things off, Mr. Black, on Harrison between West End and Canal Boulevard. Hope to see you there, bud. Oh, I'll
5: make sure I'll be there for fry. I mean Thursday. i make sure i I've been to the Bevanville. It's nice. I nice. like this. I like that restaurant over there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been over there, but I got to check the one I have. But this is what I want for the Pelicans tonight: mm-hmm. consistency. Throw it like he did Game Four. He's a big man. They complain about the foul. Big man gets foul for us. We go into the hole. We get foul. As long as we consistent like that, mm-hmm. the whistle gonna blow. It gonna blow in our face. You know what I'm saying? Don't get. I felt it was in their face with Game Four. But once I looked at it again, yeah, we were going to the hole. We were attacking. Big man was handling his business. And he was yeah. getting fouled. So if we do that at, on the road, uh, man, we should come out there with that win and just, just close out at home. What would
4: you say? I am with you. Look, it, both coaches actually said that in terms of who was the aggressor team. And, you know, I, I played – the the small bites of what Monty had to say, yeah. but the entire bite he actually does mention who's the aggressor here. It out,
6: but I'm going to say this: 42 to 15 in free throws. You you can slice it any way you want to in a playoff game. That physical, that's amazing. That's hard to do in a game like that. And it's not like we don't attack the basket. That's really hard to do. And so look, they they outplayed us. They deserve to win. But that's that's a free throw disparity that you have to look at. And then when I got the technical, I've looked at a number of angles on that call. Jay hit the ball, it hit Ingram's leg, and then Jay's hand hit his thigh after he hit the ball and the ball was gone. And so I'm I'm like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? But that's a huge disparity in a game like this. Uh, that, that, that's hard to swallow.
4: So, Mr. Black, I do think because you saw some – You know, some testiness. I think because for the last day and a half we've seen the video of Chris Paul hitting Herb, Herb hitting Chris Paul. I think because technicals have been called. I think because in game three Jackson Hayes went Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on Jay Crowder. I think because of that, I think the officials are going to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand because you know Phoenix is going to come out to be physical. You know Jake Crowder is going to be unbearable, and how do the Pelicans respond? So I, I, what my hope is along your lines, just be consistent. If they come out there yeah. and do a little shoving, a little moving, pick with a drop shoulder, and they're, and they're popping, call it. You know, because if not, what can happen is the Pelicans going to feel like they have to retaliate,
5: and, yeah, and, that, and see, that's Brandon, the key. got to be aggressive too. Right. He got to make them use that whistle, too. Against Crowder, he got to make them use that whistle early and often. You know what I'm saying? Make them use it on him. Once he got that, because Johnson, is, they all going to be behind the three-point line. Bridget, he might go to the hole every once in a while. But other than that, man, they, they ain't got nothing. And he they won't be going to the hole like talking about. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we've been, we been attacked then, so long Consistent attack. Oh, man, we're going to come out there with a big win. You
4: know what I'm saying? That's where I look at. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Thank you, Mr. Black. appreciate it, bud. Uh,
5: you yeah, have a good
4: one. You too, man. Hope to see you on Thursday over at Francesca's oh, you Stella. will. You Mo- will. Uh, I said, oh, you will. I will be there. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, looking no forward no to problem. doing it. Problem. All right, man. Take care. There he goes, Mr. Black. Uh, 800-998-1003. Uncle Earl, I know you're happy about hearing, and we're going to be somewhere each and every Thursday, sir.
3: Man, I'm happy to hear that, Goose.
4: I did it just for you, Uncle Earl.
3: Uh I know. Hey, you know that's right by my house too. The only only problem I work in Kenner, so I to have to sneak away sometimes. Well, so,
4: well, I'm just, going, days, I'm just going to look, have to tell well, him. Well, hear me out. When you're in Kenner, we, yeah. again, we're going to be rotating, and one of those Thursdays will be at BN View over here on, on Dickery, right here.
3: Oh shit, man, that ain't, that ain't far from where I'm at. I'm by the airport. Yep. What is it, is it?
4: Restaurant goose? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, look it up, man. It's good stuff. The interview on Oh, Deckard.
3: hell yeah. I'm, I'm happy for y'all and I happy to to see y'all guys once a week, hopefully, man. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Gus, I'm a little, man, that line hasn't moved much. It's six and a half. And, yeah, uh, think
4: about that. It's been two, it's been three. <laughs> the line's a six and a half. <laughs> right. it that, me, that ought to tell you. A little, <laughs>
3: <laughs> this excuse, listen, this is why it makes me, I used to bet, and, and this is probably why I don't bet no because uh-huh. I got my ass whipped in it. But, uh, but I, I did do good, you know, six and a half. The last couple of games, it actually been pretty close to Phoenix game one and then our last game, whatever. Uh, I think a lot of people going to be uh, – I take six and a half all day long and then mm. it reverses and Phoenix will win by 10 or 12 or 15. I'm hoping that's not the case. So, look, they're going to be ready. If, man, if we can just – if we could somehow – I think we got to play – you know, I went to the game, of course, uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. we we got to play a little better defense. I don't know how you feel. And can somebody stop the damn pick and roll with, with McGee? I mean, that's it's all day long, Gus. I mean, or is it just a matchup whenever he's in there? It's all about a little guy. I mean, that pick and roll, we can't stop it. I think we need to get a few more turnovers, hit our free throws, stop making – I mean, I, I think we got to calm down on the threes this game. Let's punish the ball inside. Let's get physical with him early. Mm-hmm. Get him out there. game. Goose, if we win that game tonight, My ass is packing up at the Smoothie King. I'll be sleeping there Wednesday (laughs) night, and I'm I'm gonna be partying all week. I'm gonna be ready. If we win tonight, we win the series. We're closing it out. I think there's a lot of people. Honestly, Mm -hmm. how do you honestly feel about tonight? Are you a little nervous, or you feel confident, or what's what's your honest? How do you honestly feel about tonight? And with the line being six and a half,
4: I think the fact that six and a line, uh, six and a half is the line is why. I think now for an hour and 10 minutes, I've been telling you, I think the officiating is going to be a, a factor tonight. Um, I, I feel, yeah. look, I, I said at the start of the show and several times, this is, this is what I, I'm expecting or I would like, Uncle Earl. I like us to be down by at least 10 or less at halftime, 10 or less. You're within this. I mean, you're, you're, you're at least in the game. And can I get to six with about four to play in the fourth? Six is two threes. Six is an and one and a stop. Like, can I get to six with about four minutes in the fourth quarter? Then I have a chance to steal. That's a possession. It's a big bucket. Maybe a turnover. Something. I mean, but that—that's how I feel. I think if you can survive the first half, much less the first quarter, I Mm -hmm. just—I just think that's the key. And again, it's not that I don't have faith in the Pelicans. Not that I don't—that I hadn't seen already in this series, that they can show up and and overcome it. Because game one was a hold on to your your shorts here, Uncle Earl, and they battled back to six points in the fourth. So they took it, and they've gotten Phoenix hot, can't miss, they can't hit a bucket, and yet they made it a game. So I think if they can just get to this point, Earl, and that point being, they can play with them. They know they can play with them.
3: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Goose. No,
4: I was going to say pair of sneakers versus pair of sneakers. They can play with them. So if they can just oh, get oh, to that point, you know, and and withstand the emotion, the energy, and some calls, if you can just get to where it's sneakers versus sneakers, then let, let me then ask you: who's,
3: mm-hmm. Who who's the most pressure on in this game? It's oh, sunny I
4: mean, Yeah, Sun. at being at home, right? Absolutely. No, team, they right? can't lose this game. They cannot lose this right. game because. To your point, you're ready to go spend the night on Wednesday. There are people oh, that gonna, are itching, nuts. dude. There would be it's people be itching to make Game Six a closeout game. Itching, but,
3: but, but let me, let me ask you this, Gus: If if the sun, and I hope they don't, but if they do pull it out tonight, I, I think a lot of the pressure is going to be us at home, right? To, uh, to I still don't. Alive, I still right?
4: don't think it, it's to them because again, I think the longer this series goes, man, they got a long yeah. road. Again, their their goal is an NBA championship they got to go the next round and 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 the Mavs are starting to look pretty good now with Luka right so then they got to beat the Mavs and then you know if the Mavs hold on and win that series they're up 3-2 then they got to play the Western Conference Finals and if that's Golden State hold on on that one because that's going to be a brutal game because they got shooters everywhere that's going six or seven more than likely and then you got the finals which likely We'll wow. go six to seven. Yeah. They got wow. a long road. They they want to get this over with. I promise you.
3: Yeah. Hey, Goose, real quick. Uh, God dang it! I forgot what I was gonna, um what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, Goose, I'm so sick and tired, And I know Booker's a good player. Every time I read the clip, uh, Booker left the Suns. Uh, the Pelicans beat the Booker last Suns. So...
7: Yeah. A
3: lot of these reports, they, they act like this guy's Michael Jordan or oh, LeBron he's James. He's a good player. <laughs> he's not that Goose. When he went down, we was in the ball game. I'm yeah. sick and tired of hearing about. Well, this you were guy leading then.
4: seventy-seven, seventy-four. He he's really good. He dropped thirty-one and a half. He he is. Uh, you know what I, though? I, I will say this. I will say this, Uncle Earl. But it, it's it's the point that I've been making too. He's Brandon Ingram when when he's gone for the Pelicans. I mean this team's what right. two and eighteen. I mean it. They drive the engine. They're a reason that those players are so special and so key, man. Hey, let's
3: let's do it tonight, Goose. If we win tonight. I'm not getting sleep for a week, baby. We're going to party. I'm getting a deer meat. and getting a crown and seven.
4: We're going to throw it down. Oh, Lord. I love it. I love it. Crown and seven with deer meat. Have a good week. Let's go, Pills, baby. All right. There he is, Uncle Earl. Paul, will come to you right out of the break after I let you know. Don't forget that you can have not only excitement with the NBA playoffs just by watching it, but, dude, just pull open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Old DraftKings Sportsbook customers, though, not just new ones, can also bet on NBA hoops with those same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. Simple. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 If your same game parlay does not hit for new customers, put in the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. That is where our home is and you could bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoff action and get $150 in free bets instantly. We come back. Back to the phone lines we go. I promise, no guests this hour. I want to hear from you Pels fans. Keep the calls coming. This has been fun. Paul, you are next we come back to Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. I say we can
1: it's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, West Park Avenue, and Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC.
3: When you order curbside pickup on the new Rousers Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rousers Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time and your Rousers Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets Views like home.
1: Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply eighteen, ten, three, and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with
4: Gus Kattengau. 800 981 3 is the way to chop into the conversation. It is The Sports Hangover. As always... Appreciate you tuning us in. Going back to the phone lines, John, on the on-decks uh, cir- uh, circle there. Paul, what you got for us today, bud?
8: Hey, guys, How you doing? Doing well, man. I was just wondering uh, if you could explain uh, morning's rules to me. The, uh, so the Sunday night game when Crowder uh, fouled Herb Jones, mm-hmm. and they went and they reviewed it to see if it was a flagrant, and they right. I understand, like, how all that works up. But the game before – when Jackson uh, uh, blew up Crowder. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like there was any type of foul called at all because the Suns got the rebound. They started taking the ball down the court, mm-hmm. and then they then they blew the whistle.
3: Mm-hmm. And
8: when Crowder got up, started walking towards Jackson. Right. My question is, who gets to stop the clock and say, hey, we need to go look at this? Because there the was officials. no foul call.
4: The officials. The officials can.
8: So the officials... They, there was no foul called, but then afterwards we're going to go check to see if there was a
4: foul? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's a – I thought there was a foul call because that's why Jay Crowder got up and started walking. So I think there was a foul call. There was a stoppage in play. I thought it was a foul call, wasn't
8: it? Well, maybe so. Maybe it could yeah, have been no, late. Mean, yeah, because he, he,
4: he got up, and there was a stop in play, and Hayes was – everyone was just standing there, and Crowder walked. So, yeah, I mean, they, I think there was. And then they went to go review the – I guess the the level of foul that it would be.
8: So, so if they go and they go and review it mm-hmm. and they decide it is a foul, but yes. it's not flagrant, they can do that
4: and they can also, while during the review, see the severity of the foul. Real. Yeah. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah, they can take it. That's why you will hear them say, and that's why you see now they'll look into the camera and it's mic'd right there and it will say, you know, uh, Taking a look at Paul's foul here, it is a common foul. You'll hear them use that language, or they will say it is a you know a flagrant one, flagrant two, which then warrants an ejection. So they 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 will normally verbalize um, why it is a flagrant one, or you know no, no basketball move or act, or you know went for the ball or didn't go for the ball. They they will give some sort of brief explanation, but. They will either say common foul or not, or if it's a flagrant or not. They'll but they're say only going to
8: do a review like that if yeah. there is a foul call. They're yeah. not going to stop the game and right. get a check for a foul.
4: Right. I, well, unless there's a timeout called, and then if there's a timeout called, like if an official uh, or if a coach calls for a review, then they can look at it and see, um, it, you know, if it's in, out of bounds or not, if it's a foul or not. You can review if it's a foul or not.
8: So if they're doing all that. I mean, obviously, Jackson, he shouldn't have done what he did. But there was obviously for a while, there was trash talking going on. Mm-hmm. How far back can they go and look? When did this start? When did it escalate? You know, should Crowder get a foul? Should Jackson have two fouls? Sure. I mean, how far are they going to go back and look?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's whatever is allowed in the review. You know, I mean, they can absolutely go look and see, though, if that was a flagrant foul. I mean, that, that, that wasn't outside the boundaries of what they were allowed to do.
8: Gotcha. I appreciate your time, bud. All
4: right, man. Take care, Paul. 800-998-1003. John, thanks for giving us a buzz here on the Sports Hangover. What are you feeling tonight in game number five?
9: Thank you so much for taking my call, sir. Happy game day. I just wanted to say real quick, the first thing I'll talk about, I got three quick points. The first one is free throws. And I know we're – harping on the officials, how they're going to call the game, the free throw disparity, whatever you want to call it. There's one fact that Pelicans fans need to know going into this game tonight. The 2021-2022 season, the Pelicans took, as a team, the second most free throws in the NBA. They were number two in free throw attempts in the NBA this past season. This isn't new. We've always had games where we draw contact, draw fouls. It's just now getting called. Because Monty Williams' team, the Phoenix Suns, have the seventh fewest free throws attempted as a team in this past season, the discrepancy was so big because the free, Phoenix Suns don't take free throws. They don't. Their game is executed as we've seen on the pick and roll, easy baskets, and isolation. It's not like they drive. To the, do they drive? Absolutely, but that's not the foundation of their game. Mm-hmm. That's our game. We drive to the hole. We drive to the basket. Now, where the Phoenix Suns are getting burnt is that Devin Booker, who's probably their leading catalyst for the three-point shot, isn't there, and now they Mm -hmm. can't hit three. They are just as bad as we are, if not worse, in three-point percentage in this series, and it's costing them because they don't have a free-throw game. They they have pick-and-rolls, isolations, and threes, and one of those, which is their main factor, the three-point shot isn't there because Booker isn't there. True. So this whole disparity about how the refs are going to call the game – that's how it's been all season is the Phoenix Suns don't take free throws, and the Pelicans do. That's just the way it's been. So I think that's a really big fact that fans need to realize this isn't anything new when it comes to Pelicans basketball. They've had the second most all season.
4: John, um, that is a very solid point to bring up to the conversation. You're right. They have been a team that's gone to the line a lot. And, you know, and, again, that's why, again, one of those guys – on, the desk was, was talking about it on the TNT post game that they understood. And that's why they kept saying that's fair. That was fair. What Monty Williams is bringing up the disparity 42 to 15. But I think it was either Kenny or Shaq that said, but they were selling for jump shots that they weren't really, weren't driving. I think it was Kenny. So to your Absolutely. point, John, th- that's the thing. I mean, that's sort of not their game. I mean, look, I've been saying this too. I mean, John, DeAndre Adrian Ayton is good for, you know, one of those games and then, he, he'll disappear for a game or two you know i mean and even that's why to me it's so important that Jonas gets at least double digit points if he can just counter it right i mean if and and go right. back and forth with the bigs i think is so key but i'm with you look the, the suns need cam johnson pain crowder to hit threes and things like that nature but to your point when i think of those guys i think of Long threes, I think of Payne with the left hand, long three. I think of Cam Johnson, he wants the three, right? I mean, you saw that one play in game three where he pump faked five times to try to get B.I. in the air and then, you know, got a foul called over at the free throw right. line. I mean, I mean, he, they're not drivers, to your point.
9: Right. The only other thing that makes me nervous, Gus, isn't necessarily, and then we've seen this, this, this series already, that the Pels get in foul trouble. But what I'm more worried about on the offensive side of the ball is we don't get our foul calls. So I'm not saying it's not a good thing, you know, that that we're getting foul trouble and things like that. But I'm more worried that we won't get our foul calls because mm-hmm. a lot of our offense is produced through the free throw line. I mean, that's just right. the way our offense has been established. So that's what worries me more than Pelicans getting in foul trouble because we are a deep team. I mean, we, we, we have depth and we have guys that are ready to step up and play we've seen mm-hmm. that all season. So that, that's what makes me nervous as a fan is that we're not going to get our foul calls to get to the line. Uh, the only other note I'll make, Gus, and this is just something I think we aren't talking about enough either, is I think tonight at game five is usually the most crucial game in the series. This is a time when veterans really step up, and I think C.J. McCollum needs to answer the bell tonight. Because yeah. the plan is going to be attack Brandon Ingram. He's been there, Achilles heal this entire series. C.J.'s been relatively quiet. I think they're gonna they're gonna cut their losses, double team Bi throughout the game, and CJ is gonna have to step up and either hit some threes, do some playmaking, you know, mid range, because this is gonna be his game. If we win, I believe it's gonna be on the back of CJ McCollum tonight, not Brandon Ingram. They're not they're gonna let CJ do what he wants because Brandon Ingram's been the only one that can relatively say that Brandon Ingram is the guy that's beating us right now. There has not been a game where CJ McCollum has beaten the Phoenix Suns yet. So I think tonight, a game five veteran C.J. McCollum is going to have to step up and play. So that's all I got, Gus. Hopefully uh, I'll call back tomorrow with uh, a win, and we'll have 40 more free throws tonight.
4: Let me tell you something. I I think you hit on a very key point, too. I I think I said yesterday, I'm still waiting for that C.J. McCollum game where I feel like he was just on fire. And look, it's not like he's played... Terrible in the other games. He had twenty five in game one, 23 in game two, um, game three thirty and eighteen. But yeah, it, in for game me, four.
9: it's been the efficiency, though, Gus. You know, true, it's been, it's been true. twenty three points on twenty one shots. You know, I mean, yeah. that that's not usually the CJ McCollum that that we know. And and that's the other thing is I don't think he's getting to the foul line like he's supposed to be getting. But, uh, but yeah, I think efficiency tonight is going to have to be his, his deal because we can't have 23 points on 21 shots, you know. so But, yeah, thank you so much, Gus. I love the show. I'll definitely call back tomorrow.
4: No, man, looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you, John, and bringing up that, that key, you know, area. The Pels have been a team all season long, as John just said, number two in the league in shooting free throws. That's what they do. Even though that disparity is what it is, he says that is a reason for that. Quick break. We come back. Rick, I want to give you full time, but i got two minutes before we hit at the bottom of the hour break, so we'll take it now. When we come back, Rick on the West Bank will join us. Feel free to give us a buzz. No guests this hour, just you, the Pelicans fans. I want to hear from you. I, I love the call so far today. Statistics, feelings, why they think about this. I hear a lot of confidence. I hear a lot of confidence. I thought for sure I'd be the only one kind of – I think I am right now the only one kind of feeling. I don't know if we have a shot. I think a lot of Pells fans feel that they do. It's just about surviving it, right? Wick, Rick, you will lead things off next from the West Bank on ESPN New Orleans.
7: Is knee pain keeping
0: you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com.
4: Uh, let's plan on having concessions over there.
0: Mike is remodeling the old family drive-in movie theater. Hey, go find Gavin. Tell him the sound is here. He'll need a new front-of-house cast and behind-the-scenes crew. Hey, can we talk staffing real quick? I'm thinking at least six per shift. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Get in the zone,
7: AutoZone.
6: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination.
4: Get in zone.
6: Based on data from the NPD Group 2021.
9: I'm Pablo Torre, host of ESPN Daily, where every morning we present the best sports story of the day. And ESPN Daily is presented by Supercuts. Supercuts is the perfect way to get a haircut if you're someone who doesn't have time for a haircut. You just check in on the Supercuts app or you walk in for a quality cut. The highly trained stylist at Supercuts can always give you that fresh cut feeling fast. And it's not just any haircut, it's supercuts. Check in now on the Supercuts app or on Supercuts.com.
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. So let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengal. 800 998
4: 1003 Phone lines are open for the next half hour. Top of the two o'clock hour, John DeShazer will join us. I will ask him. I I'm I'm just being honest, I don't remember if there was a follow not cold. I thought there was because play stopped. Now, Paul said. He doesn't remember there being a foul call, so he wants to know why it was stopped. I text Graff. He can't remember either, but he thinks it was stopped because of excessive um force or, or stoppage because of that. So I'll ask J.D. at the top of the hour, you know, how is that allowed? Can you do that and, and why that's the case? Because we had somebody call in and text me here as well. Chris Paul did go to the official right after that and tell them that happened, and that's when they stopped it, and then you saw Crowder go towards Jackson Hayes. But, Rick, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. What you got for us? You can hear me? Yeah. What's up, bud?
2: Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I want to No, there was no whistle. Okay. J.D. probably going to repeat this because A.D. even said, how do you stop a game when there's no whistle to go check the video? Mm. And he said, don't there have to be a rule or something for you to go back? I'm glad that guy brought that up because – I was still wondering if somebody was going to explain why did they stop the game without no whistle. Hmm. Um, The other key was um, us to win the game. I'm feeling super confident that we're going to win it because I smell blood in the water. Uh, um, Is Jonas Valanciunas. We have to give him the ball. I I think I heard in one of the uh, post-games interviews, I heard him say, um, this is containing to CJ, mm-hmm. and then he was saying, uh, "What what you need to do to you know?" He say, "I wish CJ would pass the ball." <laughs> and that and I, it was like at the last minute, I don't think they were supposed to record that part. But he was walking away, right? And I said the same thing. Sometimes the ball sticks in CJ hand. He act like the ball is not going to come back to him. Like swing the ball around. You move wherever you gonna move to the ball, they're going to look for you because they consider you a leader. And um, I think uh, I forgot uh, one of the callers said that, uh, you know, the, about the efficiency of CJ. That's what he was talking about, you know, making not doing the veteran things that we expected him to do. Um, I'm not knocking him, but certain things I'd be sitting there saying, okay, CJ, you you, you dribbling too much there. I, li- I like the way you dance and shake people out that Get the ball in the hole. That's what we want. And so sometimes he takes the step back jumper instead of going to the rim Mm -hmm. where he knows how to get the foul. And sometimes he just, he does what Drew usually used to do, just, uh, I guess, avoid contact. And that's what I kind of like, dislike with that.
4: Mm -hmm. Look, uh, along the lines of you heard John kind of say, you know, is this the game sort of where a veteran player, you know, can sort of, Understand what's going, on, what's I guess what's coming, right? With the emotion, and, and you know this because I, I felt that going into Game One, if you remember, which kind of surprised me here, or, or even Game Three, with, with, with the way BI sort of played. But I thought having a guy that's been in the postseason, that has you know seen the the ups and downs of postseason, seen Dame hit game winners, get swept by the Pels, be in there, can kind of understand it, be that calming force. I've been actually quite surprised. I don't know about you, I, I I've been surprised, Rick, about how some of these those rookies and younger guys it doesn't phase them. Like it doesn't phase Herb Jones. It doesn't phase Jose Alvarado. It doesn't phase, you know, some of these other young guys. So I like I said, I, I just I, I think they they're gonna be able to handle it. I I don't think they've played bad. Over in Phoenix, you know, to the point where you would be like, man, I really don't have that, that, that confidence. I just think it's, can you withstand certain things that I think are just going to happen innately? You know, they're going to come out with energy. And, you know, John brought up a very good point that this needs to be the CJ McCullum game, right? Even, even if it's early where he's kind of pacing the pills, going back and forth, hitting those threes or just kind of being that calming force. If they go on a run, being able to answer attack to the basket, Rick, like you're saying, and, and, and try to do that now. What Phoenix has done is from two, three games ago, they are, and they started really in game three, Rick, they are putting bodies, two of them, on either CJ or BI when the ball crosses midcourt line, you know, five feet away from the three point arc. So, they, 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 yeah, it's they're real. trying to get it out of their hands. So, you know, and even some of the shots that McCullough made Last game or BI. I mean, they're having to work through traffic, kind of wait for the double to leave, then try to go around the body and then, you know, shoot a pretty contested shot. I mean, they're focusing on it, which is why I keep saying I think Jonas is key. If that guy can get 15 to 20 points, it it opens up the space. Like you're going to have to pay attention to it a bit. And and that's why I loved in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter Alvarado driving to the basket and, and feeding him. You know, he missed it at first, but then he, he got it. So I, I think Jonas is big in this game, too.
2: And that's the big X factor. I, keep, I keep, um, On the games that they don't feed him, they struggle with moving past uh, what the Suns are trying to do, like mm-hmm. getting the ball, uh, stop the double teams on your shooters. Because with, with them, they have to collapse on Jonas. They know he's a great shooter. And also I wanted to point out, you were talking about them withstanding the first quarter. Third quarter has been key for the Pelicans. They've been murking the uh, Suns in the third quarter. And so I don't know what it is. That used to be the, the Pelicans' um, problem where we couldn't get points or get uh, get a uh, get a roll going with the, the offense. Now we're got we looking at the Phoenix Suns having this problem in the third quarter where we're scoring 30 points on them, and they're scoring like 12, 14, mm-hmm. 20 points. So I'm 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 looking for the third quarter again to see if they're going to have the same trouble they've been having for the last three games, last four games. Um, with the inside the the inside the paint, I heard a caller say we got to capitalize on that, which is give the ball to Jonas. I, yeah. I didn't understand why they wasn't trying to feed him in the first couple of games, mm-hmm. where you know, like a, compared to a boxer, Who, what boxer just stand there and just play defense all day? He want to punch at some point. So yeah, give him the ball. Um, attack wherever um, Chris Paul is located. That person need to get the ball and attack him. I heard. Uh, I think there was the Cajun goat said, "You know, attack Chris Paul. He, he can't stop uh, um, her, and because that uh, that uh, that two step he put on him every time he tried to get at him, he get a foul. I yeah. mean, one off the top of the head, he knew he had him beat. So it was well, like, I said that earlier in the series.
4: Were, Rick, I, I said one way to tire out a player as well is to make him play defense, you know, and to constantly right. come at that person as well. I mean, you know, he's a guy that dictates the punishment sometimes, you know, dribbling here and there. And man, he, he, he puts a, a hurting on the, on your ankles, man, the stop and go, the, the shiftiness yep. and all of that. I mean, that, that's a lot of work on the defensive end, but I also think, you know, kind of reciprocate that. And look, I, I think at this point, by the time you've gotten to Game 5, and I'll ask this to John DeShazer coming up at the top of the hour here as well, I don't know how many more adjustments you can make, right? It's almost like you kind of seen what both teams want to do. You've adjusted to it. You've seen their adjustments to your adjustments, Rick. And now it's, you know, it's almost a battle of will. I mean, I don't know what other adjustments you're going to do. They know you want to trap Chris Paul. We know they're trying to trap right past the the midcourt line and get the ball out of B.I. and CJ's hands. We know that they, they they've absolutely now since Booker's been out are trying to get DeAndre Ayton going in the first quarter. JaVel McGee, will he miss a shot today? The guy's gone will chamberlain, right? So somebody from the bench has to contribute. They, they, um, they've
2: been switching on that.
4: One. They've
2: been switching on that when they've been putting Nance. On
4: yeah, Larry Nance has been then, big in the series. Right. Yeah, you're right.
2: Right. So uh, the, the last thing I want to say is, please, for God's sake, make the free throws that's oh. supposed to be made. Yeah,
1: because
2: that that right there, <laughs> the, the, the shooters who I expect to make the free throws, and and CJ. When you look at CJ's record, it don't look very hot with the free throws, and I'm sitting there saying this can't be true, but. He need to be better. Um, I think Jonas messed a couple of them. I'm, I'm not. I'm not supposed to be expecting to see missed free throws from my big three. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. And thanks for
4: taking my call, man. Ah, for sure, man. Appreciate the conversation. you Feel like to give your opinions and your takes here as well. Pelicans thirty two for forty two. You know, again, almost like the disparity in line at the line rather forty two to fifteen. But as I mentioned, they led in points in the paint. They led at halftime. They led at halftime on the scoreboard. They led at halftime in assists. They led at halftime points in the paint. They led in field goal percentage. Bonnie Williams did what he had to do looking at the box score, looking at that number, feeling that that was where the game was lost. But look, I mean, 32 points to 10. That, that is a, that is a very big reason why the Pelicans won. They got 32 of their 118 from the free throw line. They got 10 of their 103. That said, again, though, it's strange because it sure didn't feel that way. Right? (laughs) Right? I mean, it sure didn't feel that way, like the rest were out there to make sure New Orleans won. And kind of along those lines, it did feel like the Pelicans missed every free throw. I mean, even at the end of the game, they... They missed, what, three or four straight to close out before Valanciunas finally hit one of his two. But B.I. missing the technical free throws, all of that. In a game like tonight, that will absolutely come back to haunt you. Again, though, they did wind up making 32 of the 42. You will take 32 of 42. I mean, 32 points. It felt like more than 10. So it's. I think it's just... How these teams feel, how close I think the series is, their uncomfortableness. Coach Williams is trying to look for whatever edge that he can get. That's his job to sort of do. And, you know, to John's point, who called earlier this hour, but this is what the Pelicans do. They go to the free throw line. They do attack. Willie Green wants this team to be aggressive. Monty Williams wants this team to be aggressive. It's who's going to be allowed to be aggressive. Mark, thanks for calling the sports hangover, sir. How are you today?
7: I'm doing great, man. I'm actually in beautiful La Rose, just passing by y'all's radio station. Nice, give a uh, honk, man. Home. Buddy's
4: out there looking at you through hey, the window.
7: Yeah, I did. I did. So, a um, couple of things. First of all, congratulations on the Thursday sponsor they, and, and the new the new hangouts. I man, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, so, um, for the, for tonight, dude, I think the, the Pelicans need to have a franchise high assist number tonight. I mean literally throw the ball around so much that every freaking shot has is almost credited as an assist, with an assist. Um because that means you that means you are going to force mm-hmm. the Suns to get in some lanes and wear out their legs playing harder defense than they've ever played. So and there you know we know we know that they're going to be tired but we know our guys are just playing on, you know, sheer energy. Right. You, you can't co- You can't say you, you don't bring any energy from the from the Smoothie King Center with you to Phoenix when you know all you have to do is win this one, and mm-hmm. you go back, and you might have to play the next game in the freaking Superdome in front of ninety thousand people. You know,
4: and I, I think one yeah. of the things that gives me the confidence that that hey, you know, they they absolutely have a shot, and I think that's all you want from a fan base from a team. Can, can you step on the court and have a shot? I think this team does that. I mean, I think for Phoenix to win, they have to get 20, 25 points from Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, you know, Kel Bridges, it, it, but he's a defensive guy, you know, Crowder, can they do that? And I think for the Pelicans, it's, it's a, it's a matter of keep doing what you're doing. Now it's a lot. And so I keep saying, and I said that yesterday, I mean, 30 from, from BI McCollum's got to get close to 20, Valentinus has got to get close to 20, like those three things. Have to happen, um, and then somebody else has to kind of have their night, have a big game, whether it's on the defensive end, whether if it's in the offensive end, timely shots here or there. But Nance, um, you know, you're looking at obviously Alvarado, Herb; those guys are going to have to have key offensive moments in the game. But the thing is, why I sort of have a a little bit of confidence in that. Mark is I've seen it happen. Like I saw it in game one. Game one was like, well, okay, I'll see you in game two, right? But in the first quarter, I'm like, all right, I'll see you in game two. I mean, yeah, for the most part, time. yeah, you're like, dude, we might be able to get it to 10 at halftime. And then bam, 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 couple of threes, it's down 19 and half. I'm like, all right, cool. See you in game two. This is what it is. Learning experience. We'll have fun tomorrow on the show. I mean, that's, that. that's right. literally <laughs> how I was thinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're down six. What, what? And I think. I think that gave them confidence because that was primarily the second line you know it wasn't the starters and then you saw them come out in game 2 and they didn't blink they were going shot for shot even though they were down they found a way to win in that game game 3 they couldn't make a bucket in that third in that third game yeah
7: i think they and, had my my shooting percentage in, the, <laughs> yeah, in that dude, game. they couldn't
4: but you know what that <laughs> was also another learning experience mark and handling adrenaline, handling that crowd. Oh yeah. You know, look, I mean, Jackson Hayes, all of that. I mean, you you were amped the bleep up, and then in Game Four you handled it better. You made your shots. You saw it. it, it it's learning how to feed Mark to your point off the crowd. I, I think. Oh yeah. They were playing to the crowd in Game Three. If that makes sense. And in Game Four they fed off the crowd. Does that makes sense.
7: Oh no! Absolutely, it's a hundred percent correct.
4: Yeah, right. and you know, I think this team feeds was, off the road. I, I think I think they enjoy it because look, there's no way else to really explain it. Staples is is not easy. I mean, well not Staples or whatever it is that the Bitcoin, whatever yeah. it is, um, but it's like it's not easy to go there and who you're playing in the name and all of that. And there's LeBron and you know and the crowd. I mean, and then the mortician's voice and all that other stuff. I mean, it, this team actually doesn't play bad. In big games, big venues, big moments, I, I've actually been quite surprised by, by how they play that. I think they, they almost either lock in or they enjoy being that night's villain or the chip on the shoulder kind of rears its head. It, it's it's something, though, man, that I, I think is why this fan base loves it. They, they play like they don't care. You know, like they don't give a bleep. Let's go. Let's ball, you know, and it, and it puts pressure on the other team because they're going, dude, you're supposed to be nervous here. You're supposed to be scared. Well, what are you doing, you know?
7: It's almost like Tiger's first Masters, man. You know, it was a four over and then you basically won by the end of the second round? Yeah. I mean, you know, you you got to learn. And these guys, are, every every game is learning. And the last thing that I think anybody ever wants to see is this team have the confidence that they're that, – I think that they're starting to show that they have. Mm-hmm. Because man, you get a, you get guys with talent and then confidence. Holy cow, look out! I mean, I think look I, the next two wins are for the Pelicans. Man. That, this this doesn't even go to Game Seven. Wow. They win this one because they know if they win this, one, they come home and they they close out the Suns at, at their home crowd.
4: That's incredible. Mark, thank you for the phone call, man. Appreciate hey man I appreciate it. You're not you alone. You too, again. man. I hope you have a great day as well. You are, you're not alone with the level of confidence, which I think really goes to show why we had Scott Kushner on early, man. He's, we've, we've all been here from day one. This is an incredible. And I love it. Continue. We got one more open segment. Got three guests next hour. So if you want to get in, do it now. It's the sports hangover on ESPN in New Orleans.
6: Alright people, it's time for the Caesar Sportsbook Report. Caesar Sportsbook is giving out first bet insurance for all new users up to $1,100. Download the app and use promo code radio CZR and then place your first bet. If you win, congrats. But if not, you'll get your wager back as a free bet. And now is the perfect time to place your first bet. The NBA playoffs are underway, baseball and hockey are heating up, and it's never too early to start thinking about football or placing your futures wagers. So go ahead and get started. And remember, that first bed is protected up to $1,100. Just use code RADIOCZR when you sign up. And with Caesars Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. Must be 21 and physically present in Louisiana. Permit pending at Horseshoe Bossier City. Not available in prohibited parishes. New users only. Bet amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Paid as a single bet credit must be used within 14 days. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Caesars Sportsbook, the only app with Caesars Rewards. Download it. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements.
4: When you want the real deal, call
0: State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff.
1: Come on, oh. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Katanga.
4: Should be fun tonight. Don't forget, 8 p.m. right here in ESPN New Orleans. Daniel Salison will have a special pregame show. We're we'll going back and forth with the guys over there at the arena in Tom Raffanini, John Deshazer, and Aaron Summer. So feel free to tune in for that here, and don't forget if you live within a 75 mile radius of the Smoothie King Center. So in other words, that's the dot. Draw a gigantic circumference circle around the arena. 75 miles out. It does include the North Shore. The causeway is only 24 miles. So you have a pretty good, pretty good distance here, north, south, east, and west. And you can go to the Pelicans app. Download it, tap listen, and you can listen to the game. It'll be on your phone. I do it all the time. I have the television broadcast just loud enough that I can sort of hear it. And then on the top cushion to my left, I have the the iPhone, and I hear the graph and JD call the game. So if you want to do that, feel free to, to do that. It's absolutely free. So go check that out to, to kind of hear... Todd live and die by each call, baby. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting one tonight. Again, I'd like to see the Pelicans at least down by 10. I'd, I'd be fine. 10 or less. I think it's, it's, I, I'm, I'll take it. Take the first half. Can okay, we be down by six or less with about four to play in the fourth and then steal it? That's how you have to look at it tonight. Survive, get close, steal it. I want to bring up the column that was just brought to my attention that was posted a little bit ago. Mark Spears, uh, from the undefeated. Now they've changed their name to Andscape. It's the same situation, but, or same place, obviously, and he writes for them. And he's a senior NBA writer for ESPN. And he's really kind of chronicled and followed the last kind of week or so, really what New Orleans has been doing. He showed up for the play-in game, I think, against um the Spurs and he and he tweeted and I think I quote tweeted it and he quote tweeted my quote tweet about uh catching a game in New Orleans was was special and he commented what that game was like. The Spurs play in game. Well he posted earlier today a column titled CJ McCollum Has Found a Home with the Pelicans. And he says, the veteran guard talks about his future New Orleans, first-year head coach Willie Green, his relationship with Damian Lillard, and more. It doesn't take long to get to, I think, the quote that Pell's fans will want to hear. It's actually the third paragraph. And Spears writes, As for Pelican's guard C.J. McCullum two and a half months after being traded to New Orleans, he is talking or he's taking a different approach. McCullum strongly maintains that he's committed to New Orleans, in dreams of success and playing the final game of his career with the franchise. Quote, I'm not going nowhere. I'm here. Where am I going to go? Leave for what? I want to retire here. I'm 30 years old. I have a son who is 13 weeks old. I'm married. When you have something good, you hold on to it. This is something fun for both sides. We're going to grow. I'm still learning the city. I'm going to find a house. And I think when you hear that, I, that is why I keep referencing him being that Breeze-like sort of character that Breeze was like for the Saints. And accepting not only that you're here, but literally planting roots. And that's different from, yeah, I like it here. I'm good. Let's see what happens based on success. When you're talking about, and I understand, you know, athletes at that level can buy and sell a house in a matter of a minute. But when you think of from the get-go, after the first game, after the second game, you know, in the post-game interviews, you're hearing him talk about how he loves Willie Green, he loves the city, he loves New Orleans, he's about it. All those different aspects of it, I, I think it, it's special. And what's crazy is when you hear and you continue to read this, he says things like, I feel like I was what they were missing – and there were what I was missing. So it gives you maybe perhaps an insight as to why you hear him talk about it like that. It almost feels like it's just as important that New Orleans and their need on their basketball team and also what the city is, is kind of what he needs. It's crazy to kind of hear him say it from that perspective on that. Now Spears goes on to ask him several questions about, you know, being here and, and things of that nature, and you know, dancing, wipe me down, a little boozy, after the Pelicans won the play-in game, and you know, he was talking about just that's just what kind of guy he is, and in doing that, goes on to praise Willie Green, and of course, at some point in time, it it does come to Zion, and why I think he can be that Pelic, you know, that that Drew Brees to the Pelicans scenario. The question is, what are you trying to instill in Zion Williamson? McCullum responds with just guidance when he asks for it. It's not forced. I don't force relationships. I don't force mentor. None of that. As a teammate, I just want to see them be successful, and I'm here to answer any questions he may have. I'm here to get the most out of him, the best out of him, and help him become what we want him to become, a superstar. That is what we are working on. He works hard. He's smart. He asks a lot of questions. He wants to learn. He cares. It's going to be easy. We've already built a good relationship. He'd tell you, but he's not speaking to the media. I'm just here to be a shoulder to lean on and a guy who has done things he wants to accomplish. So that's what we had to say about Zion and really his stay over here. It's a good piece. If you want to go check it out, Mark Spears. You can check him out over on Twitter at M-A-R-C-J Spears, Senior NBA Writer for ESPN and Anscape. Good stuff on CJ to kind of give you that idea and why some of these callers today, uh, I think, bring up a very good point. He is going to be key tonight. I, I think a guy like him, if he can come out and establish and get going, and again, I, I pulled up his last couple of games. It's not like he's played terrible. It's the efficiency, is one of the callers brought up. Uh, high volume, missing some free throws, missing some shots that he can make. But look, that I think a lot of this too, from the feeling of wow, that's really that free sh- free throw shot disparity. To um you know, the government coming after us and all that. I I think it's just because we felt how emotional it is, and that emotion comes from, and you got a shot. Like on one end, that emotion is hey we can play with these guys. And then that starts to become, we can beat these guys. And then on the other end is, who are these guys? And then that turns into, oh, we may be able to lose to these guys. And I think that's what you're seeing. Like, that's why it feels like a hotly contested series because it is. Because it is. The games that Phoenix has lost, it hasn't been because they haven't played well. The Pelicans have earned and won those games, but they've had to do a lot to do that. Can they continue to do that? Play incredible defense. Have a ton of contributions. Have Brandon Ingram throw, score thirty points or more. We'll talk with John Deshazer, color analyst for your New Orleans Pelicans, right here on the Pelicans Radio Network. Next, ESPN New Orleans.
0: non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at one 99 toxic If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible Attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Valley 2212725 starting a garden it's kind of like starting a family you care for it